Well, the state Senate coming back tomorrow. State House coming back Wednesday. And they're expected to take up a proposed energy bill that uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker said is in the hands of the General Assembly. And uh, before the weekend, I saw various analysis of the bills. Uh, One, of course, may have differed from the governor's version a little bit, but looks like something's going to be happening here uh, in the next uh, 48 hours or so. What could that bill include? Um, You know, it could change last minute. So whatever's on paper now could actually change before then. Uh, but some of the, the high-level points were joined now by CWLP's Doug Brown uh, to talk about some of the uh, the things that they've gathered and what the impacts are uh, for Springfield's municipally-owned power generation facility. Doug, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How you doing? Good, good. Good morning, Greg. So uh, we've got uh, a bunch of uh, different types of things that this proposal could impact, and it's 800-plus pages. Uh, what have you seen so far in it, at, uh, and what, what would the ultimate impacts be for City Water, Light, and Power? Well, you know, the, the biggest change, I guess, for us is that uh, it's, it's actually worse than uh, the, the last bills that they produced that had a date of 2035 for closure. Now that they had, uh, they've added the green gas caps uh, back in. So basically they're cap- capping uh, emissions out of the plants individually, and uh, they're, they're basing that on uh, starting in 2024 and uh, off of uh, the 2020 emissions that we've generated. And over the last 20-plus years, that's probably the lowest we've generated ever uh, just because of the pandemic. Uh, you know, the loads are, were, were really low, and that's across the country. So I think it's kind of, uh, um, you know, planned out that way that they chose 2020 as a year to ratchet it down even more. And once those units start uh, being capped, uh, you know, we're going to have to run them less and less and less every year um, until 2035, where they eventually stop running. So that puts the, you know, the, the reliability piece more on, on the forefront and trying to plan for that is, is, is critical. Now, they did give an out for reliability, you know, it's, but it's very, very vague on how that would actually be implemented. Um, so if a unit was needed for reliability, you could keep it. And uh, it's really hard, though, to plan for that. Um, you know, we invest uh, every you know six years. Invest in turbine overhauls on Unit Four and Interstate Gas Turbine, and those are you know for Unit Four it's, it's six to seven million dollars. So you know you're committing to a long period of time, and you know all of a sudden you're deemed not reliable uh, after you've invested that money. Um, it's it's not the it's not really a, a proper way to go, and uh, you know trying to develop other you know we've talked about it before other resources. Um, it's it's going to be really extremely difficult to have that same reliability, resiliency of these baseload generators, the fossil fuel that they're taking offline. So ultimately, we're looking at uh, the 2035 timeline uh, that's out there. CWLP might actually have to go off earlier than that because of the different types of um, uh, carbon caps that they want to uh, put into place that every year progressively gets uh, more and more limited, uh, which ultimately would uh, lead to you guys shutting down. Have you uh, estimated yet exactly what that target date would be? Would it be 2030? Would it be you know 2028? How quick are we talking if this bill passes? Well, you know, it, it depends on how they actually get defined and, and, and you know, I guess uh, 
governed, I guess you might say, by like the Illinois EPA with when, when the regs are finally you know finalized and how they get implemented. Um, but yeah, it it could be you know a, a 2028, 20 uh, or a 2032 date. You know that uh, could ratchet it down enough. The thing that people have to remember too is once you start running a unit that's at a, a much lower level, it's much less efficient. Even at those uh, those things are designed for base load operation, and um, so you know it's going to be harder and harder to uh, you know keep the environmental compliance uh, you know equipment in check, making sure that we're you know uh, and running efficiently as possible. It's just going to get harder and harder to do that every year as we as we ratchet it down. One analysis I saw uh, showed that there was possibly going to be some kind of new energy transition fee. Uh, that could be uh, something impacting all energy consumers. Something else was a goal to have 100% clean energy by 2050 and a goal of 40% renewables by 2030. Um, you're in the energy business. What's out there right now that would allow for us to to transition to be able to have the baseload capacity that uh, we expect to have in downstate Illinois? Yeah, I, I don't see that. Renewables are intermittent resources, so they're not always available. And uh, you know, I, I, we're you know a fan of 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 renewables because we've had wind contracts. We're we're hoping to get a solar contract here soon for 100 megawatts. So you know, we're down, we're always going down that right path, I guess you might say. But uh, you know, burning uh, other f- types of fuel, so like hydrogen, is an is an option to replace natural gas. Um, carbon capture. Again, you know, we just uh, got the carbon capture project. It's a it's a newer technology that the University of Illinois um, is trying to promote or you know test essentially. Um, so we need time really to allow these technologies to prove out, and uh, you know, it really could be a game changer too. That carbon uh, capture technology, not just for power plants, but for manufacturing as well. And I think one of the next things that they're going to do is like like going after cement manufacturers to you know. Put carbon capture projects on, so you know there's there's a lot of benefits there, but we got to allow time for that to happen. It's not going to happen overnight, um, and I think that there's a lot of you know really a lot of great minds across the country and uh, that are they're they're pushing for that. So I think it's a good thing. But again, uh, you know having it uh, all turned around by 2030 is not going to happen. A target for renewables of 40 uh, percent by 2030, uh, you know 30 percent is probably a little bit more reasonable. Um, I think that we can a- accomplish that. Forty uh, percent might be harder to do. Well, have you heard anything from those who are negotiating this? Uh, what kind of assistance they're going to provide a, a municipally owned utility uh, like CWLP? What kind of assistance is there going to be to to help facilitate, you know, getting more of that type of uh, uh, renewable energy, or possibly even? You know, have they just completely turned their back on this carbon capture system that uh, you guys have gotten federal dollars for? No, you know, I wouldn't say they, they turn their back, but I think they misunderstand uh, how fast you know that technology takes to prove out. And you know, this is a, is a it's a pilot test, uh, although on a large scale, it's actually the largest in the world for this technology that they're doing um, here in Springfield. Here in Springfield, and uh, you know, the whole world's looking at it. You, you know, as far as that's what we've been told, and uh, the University of Illinois, they've had presentations in, uh, you know, in other countries, and you know that they've been you know, sh- showing what's going on with our with our with our plant here in Springfield. It's, it's, it's that's that's pretty uh, pretty neat, I guess you might say. Um, you know, but uh, it's, it still gets back to need more time to 
prove it out. I mean, there's no way around it. And I think the reliability piece is uh, is something that you just can't dismiss as easily as everybody wants to to say that that it's not really an issue. And it, and, and unfortunately, it is. Um, you know. Doug Brown, CWLP, joins us here live in the studio on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, what's your reaction to some of those who, uh, in environmental groups, say CWLP knew that something along these lines was coming? Why hasn't the utility done more? Uh, ultimately, kind of they're scratching their heads as to it wasn't a big surprise. And I think even the governor is, has indicated that much. You know, the 2035 time frame, it's not a big surprise. Why? What's the holdup? Well, you know, I think uh, I would counter with that, that, uh, you know, they should really try to understand, uh, you know, what we've been doing for for quite a few years now. Uh, You know, we've started that transition really in 2015 and uh, trying to, you know, start first with an integrated resource plan. Again, it's with proper planning first, right? You can't just start jumping in, throwing out dates. You need to really look at what you can do um, as long as you keep the grid reliable, resilient and affordable. Um, I think that's the the key piece is that we don't want to, you know, create a whole new class of energy poverty. Essentially, people can't afford to pay their bills. Um, you know, that can drive homelessness, those kinds of issues that, that could cause other problems. Um, but an integrated resource plan, that did indicate that we need to retire 31, 32, and 33 in every scenario that we ran. And that's what we did. So we're looking at that. And to replace Unit 33, uh, we're, we're actually looking at replacing it with, you know, solar power. So that's that's 100 megawatts. You know, so if we can negotiate that contract out, we might see that this summer yet to, uh, you know, bring to the council for approval. So I think we're all already doing those right things, and, this, and plus the carbon capture project. So we've been out ahead of this way before they even talked about another, another energy bill. Um, so, you know, we are doing the right things and we will continue to do so. And if we can get to, uh, you know, a reliable, resilient energy grid with just renewables in the future and it's cheaper, you know, we'll jump that way immediately. We'll, we'll be one of the first ones there. And, uh, so I think we're, we're proving that again and again, and we don't need energy legislation really to mandate that for the city of Springfield, especially when it, when it costs our customers so much money and they're paying double, uh, you know, for their energy. So you have to pay twice for it. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, um, with the bonds that uh, that'll still be uh, necessary to pay off through what uh, 2042, 20, 2040, 2040 yes. uh, is when the and, and you're looking at not just a 2035 date, but it could be even uh, earlier uh, for the utility to have to end operations because of other provisions that might be in this this bill. Uh, what do you want policymakers to take away um, and possibly change in this of what you've seen so far? Well, I think, you know, again, you know, there's there's a couple of different ways they could do it. I mean, one, the easiest one for them is is probably to exempt the municipal uh, utility, electric co-ops type stuff. Um, you know, there's there's definitions that they've used in the past bills to exempt uh, municipals and electric co-ops. Um, they could exempt, you know, units that uh, of, of a smaller size, um, you know, like so our peakers, if, if you know, basically anything that's over 140 megawatts wouldn't be exempt anything that's smaller than that could be our coal fire power plant you know if if basically if it was built after uh you know 2009 uh at 250 megawatts um 
you know, or less, they could exempt. So, so there's different ways they could go about that. And because uh, I don't, I don't know if they really want to give a full year or not a full year, but a full extension out to, like, say, 2045, because that's really what we need. Uh, we need 2045 in order to not have an impact to our customers and to actually have enough time to plan out a reasonable transition to a zero carbon future. And I think that's that's what our goal is. I think that's where we're going to be um, if, you know, if we're not wrapped up into this bill like it is.